Welcome back to Your Therapy Tools, and today we're going to talk about after the breakup. So, you have broken up, and you're grieving, and you're in pain, and you're sad and lonely and empty. Maybe you've lost yourself, you're not sure who you are or what you want to do with yourself, and that's perfectly normal. You may find yourself tempted to go on social media and post a broken heart or post that you are so lonely and so sad. You may even post a big long novel about the demise of your relationship and how this person really did a number on you. Please don't do any of that. Don't do it. If you're thinking of doing it, don't do it. If you've done it, delete it. Um, This is not helping. This is not helping. Think about the law of attraction, which is what you put out into the universe is what you get back. So you are putting out this broken-hearted, empty, I'm sad, I'm a victim, I'm helpless energy. And that is what you will get back from the universe, thereby prolonging those feelings in yourself. And that is not healthy after a breakup. It's important that you pick up and move on. Be the best version of yourself. Try all the things you always wanted to try but didn't because you were with that person. Go and find a new hobby. Think about things you were drawn to as a child that fascinated you and pick up where you left off with those things. Maybe you always wanted to be a painter. Maybe you love to sing. Maybe you used to do interpretive dances on your back lawn with a ghetto blaster. Whatever it was, do that now. Go find a class. Go find a group. Put yourself out there. Get involved. Do it with the idea that you're doing this for yourself. This is your self-care. How would you cheer up a friend who just got dumped? Do that for you. If you're a man, go get a decent haircut. Go buy yourself some new clothes that look nice. Dress up nicer. Get up every day and comb your hair, shave your face, take a shower, throw on some sexy cologne, and do it for you. Do it to feel good about you. Don't wallow in your sadness. Give yourself a time period to be sad and then pick up and move on. Post pictures on your social media of you having fun. Post pictures on your social media of you at that new class, trying that new hobby you've always wanted to try. Post pictures of yourself looking and feeling good, all smiles. And women, if you find yourself laying in bed eating a gallon of ice cream and crying your eyes out and watching Bridget Jones's diary or how Stella got her groove back or (laughs) any one of those movies that resonates with what you're going through or what you wish would happen like having a group of friends help you get your groove back um stop it give yourself time to grieve and then same for you get up go to Sephora get yourself some really good makeup Put your makeup on, make yourself look beautiful, 
go get your eyelashes done, get your nails done, get your hair done. Go buy some new clothes. Dress up beautiful every day to the hilt like you're going on a first date with your dream man. And go out there and live your best life. Post your selfies. Post your selfies with your new eyelashes. Post your selfies in your new clothes. Post your selfies in those classes, trying those new things that you always wanted to do. Post yourself a live video taking a nature walk and talk about how beautiful it is. Exercise self-care 24-7. If you have children, this shows your children the healthiest way to handle a breakup. And if you don't have children, you're taking care of yourself and you're setting an example for your friends and family who may be watching and worrying about you. Be the best version of you. Don't let the other person troll your media and see that you're broken. Don't let them troll your media and know that they can worm their way back in. If you've gotten out of a bad relationship, you'll definitely know because you'll feel so much better. If you've left a relationship and you still love that person, it could be a bad relationship too, and you still very much love that person. You still feel like that person is a part of you and you of them, and you were together a long time. Maybe they cheated on you. Maybe your communication broke down and all you did was fight. Uh, whatever the reason that you broke up, you may be feeling this strong urge to get back with that person, thinking, Oh, we could, we could fix it. We could fix it. I know we can. We love each other. Give yourself a minute. Put on the brakes. Give yourself a minute. Take some time to be alone and focus on you. Let yourself feel good without having to consider that person. Eat what you want for dinner without considering what they want. Figure out how you like your eggs, like I talked about in another video or another episode. I'm sorry. You need to focus on you. And here's here's a lot of people say, but what if I made a mistake? Okay, here's how to know if you made a mistake. If you've gone five days without speaking to the other person and you're feeling good, you're starting to feel better, you're putting on your makeup or you're getting up and shaving and you're putting on your nice clothes and you're going out into the world and you're shining and you're glowing and you're finding happiness however you can, then maybe that person, it was a good thing. They're not with you. Um, after a couple weeks, maybe two, three weeks, this person that you broke up with may be trying to contact you. And it's good to have no contact, at least for a week, no contact whatsoever, because you're both in a very raw place. And you may make the mistake of getting back together when the relationship, in fact, is not healthy, which drove you to consider breaking up in the first place. So give yourself time. Now, if the other person is trying to contact you through a friend or through Messenger, or they start commenting on your photos, Here's how to tell if you made a mistake or if they love you. If you made the right decision or a mistake because they love you. Tongue twisted this morning, sorry. So their communication, if they really, really love you and it could possibly work if you got back together, 
the way to know that is when they attempt to contact you. They say, I am so sorry. I was so wrong. I love you. I, I hate being away from you. And you tell them, thank you for, for admitting your part. And, you know, I still have feelings for you too. However, um, I'm going to stay where I'm at for now and decide what I want to do with my life. So, um, I can't meet with you for coffee. I'm not going to come over and have sex with you for old time's sake. I'm not, you know, none of that. We, we really can't be spending time together right now. We just broke up. They may say, is there somebody else? And you can say, you know, no, it's just me and I'm happy this way. So let me have my time. Okay. So they'll stew with that for a week or so. If they are the wrong person, they're going to start sending you abusive messages saying, you never loved me. You're, you're, you don't even care about us. You just walked away and you're just all happy. Well, screw you. I, I shouldn't have wasted my time with you. So they'll become angry and abusive if they were the wrong person. If they truly, truly loved you and it's something worth reconsidering, they will be patient. They won't see other people. They'll wait forever for you if they have to. And they will sincerely be sorry and regretful that the relationship ended. And that will come through with, you know, the first contact when you say, no, I'm not, you know, I don't want to see you. I need to not talk to you. Um, they'll say, I understand. You take all the time you need. And just so you know, I'm here if you change your mind and I'll wait for you. And that's that. They won't badger you. They won't pressure you. They won't try to trample your boundaries. That's that. So that's a good way of knowing if you've made a mistake or if you've made the right decision. The most important factor is how do you feel without that person? So obviously if you feel good, you've made a good decision. If you feel horrible and lonely and desperate, then you need to ask yourself, are you codependent? Um, a lot of times in an abusive relationship, we will seek solace with the abuser. We will seek comfort from our abuser. Um, let's say they cheated on you, but that's been your best friend this whole time. And they cheated on you. So who do you go ask questions about the affair? Who are you trying to gain understanding and get closure from? The person who shoved a knife through your heart. You're in front of them saying, how could you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? Was I not good enough? What can I do to make you want me? Why won't you just hug me and comfort me? Why, why? They're not going to give you what you're looking for. And even if you end up breaking up, after the breakup, you're lonely, you're sad, you can't stop thinking about the other person, you need to ask yourself, am I seeking comfort from the one who hurt me? That's silly. That's like going up to a, uh, a serial criminal who assaults people on a regular basis and they assault you. 
and then you come up and ask them to give you a hug and make you feel better. It's ridiculous. So you have to ask yourself, is that what you're trying to accomplish? Is that why you're pining away for this person that hurt you? Or was it really love? Was it really something? Was it something worth reconsidering? And for that, you obviously need to review the relationship with hindsight and look at the red flags and look at the green flags too. You have to figure out which which flag was the most prominent in your relationship. And if it was the red flags, then you didn't make a mistake. And you're, you're suffering from some variation of Stockholm Syndrome where you have sympathy for your your captor, you have sympathy for the abuser, and you think because you're kind of empathic and altruistic and human, you think that they're certain to feel the same way, right? And they, they love you, so, you know, why wouldn't they help you to feel better and give you a hug and tell you that you're worthy? Don't go there. Don't go ask that person that hurt you for comfort. You need one or two support systems, okay? Either a good therapist or a really good friend who will keep her mouth shut. Somebody who can keep your secrets. And you confide in that one person. You can confide in your journal. But do not go from person to person and repeat your story over and over and over. Because again, law of attraction. You don't need that back in your life you need happiness and and healing and growth so don't tell your story over and over don't post it and blast yourself all over social media you'll be embarrassed about it later so just hold off cry it out cry it out walk it out give yourself alternate actions to engage in when you obsess about it And move on with your life better and stronger and nurture yourself good self-care. Another factor of after the breakup, maybe it's been a few months, you've done a lot of healing, you've really built yourself up, you know exactly how you like your eggs now, and you like the new you. When you look in the mirror, you're happy with what you see. You're happy with the inside and the outside, and you're just ready to live your best life. You're just out there every day being the best version of you, and you're ready to start dating, okay? So you decide you're ready to start dating again, and then you get that fear, that anxiety. Oh my God, what if I choose another person who's not good for me? What if I get lied to and and fooled again, and I go through that humiliation again, How do I know if I can trust somebody? Oh boy, this is scary. I want to love and be loved, but at the same time, I'm scared to death. Oh my God, what do I do? Okay, so think about the patterns of your relationships in the past. Chances are you slept with them and then got to know them later and then realized you were in a bad relationship. Chances are you moved way too fast. It's uh, a lot of people do. And we're not really taught how to date. We're not taught how to look for healthy versus unhealthy people. We're not taught any of those skills. 
Most of us go on face value. If you smile, I assume you like me. If you don't, I assume you don't. So it's important to ask a lot of questions when you're on dates. And one very good question is, why, what, what attracted you to me? Why are you attracted to me? Why are we here right now on this date together? So you tell me why you were attracted to me. What was it? If they tell you you have beautiful breasts and pretty eyes and a nice smile. Okay, so they basically lusted after you and wanted to have sex with you. That's not really a substantial reason to be with somebody unless you're just looking to get laid, right? So you want to hear a response such as, I noticed that you seem to be very free-spirited and I really wanted to know more about you. I found you very fascinating. I found you to be very intelligent and I just imagined how cool it would be to have a conversation with you. Um, make sure it's, a, it's an answer of substance that doesn't have to do with sex. And for the first 10, 15, 20 dates, don't have sex. Don't do it. Don't kiss each other on the first few dates. You're strangers. You don't know where that mouth has been. You don't know if this person's a liar and they're dating several other women that they're having sex with or several other men that they're having sex with. You don't know if he or she is who they say they are yet, right? All you know is what they're showing you, and you know, and I know, and we all know that when we're first meeting people and we're first dating, we all wear that good guy, good woman mask. I am a great person. I am fun. I never get angry. I never get sick. I'm perfect. And, and look at me, look at me. Okay. You have to get to know somebody until to, to the point where they're comfortable to drop that mask because you want to see the real person under the mask. You want to see how they cope with stuff that makes them angry. You want to see how they cope with stress. You want to see how they really interact with their family and friends. You want to really get to know them and keep it platonic because once you have sex with this person, You've released that oxytocin in your brain. This is especially true for women. And then we're bonded. We feel a bond, a connection. And then the chemicals fly in our brain and we're like, oh my God, I'm in love. And you're giddy like a little 16-year-old who's got their first puppy crush. And you're not logical in that state of mind and you make bad decisions and you move too fast. And boom, same pattern repeats. So... If you want to break the patterns of choosing the wrong people and stop breaking up all the time or being dumped all the time, you have to break your patterns. Having sex is a beautiful thing. It's even better when you're in love. So wait until you're truly, truly in love with this other person. Unless you're just looking for casual sex, make that clear up front. Hey, I don't want a relationship. I'm just hoping to get down with somebody tonight. Are you down for that? And then I don't want you to ever call me again. Or uh, we can meet up now and then and do this, but no relationship. And first time you tell me you love me, I'm out. Because I have some work to do on myself and I have some healing to do. And I can't be in a relationship. 
or maybe you just got clean and sober off drugs and alcohol, you definitely don't need to be in a relationship. You have a lot of work to do on yourself as well. If you just got out of a relationship and you're dealing with addiction, no relationship is the best option for you. You have to develop one with yourself and you have to get yourself completely healed and whole before you're eligible and ready to be in a relationship with somebody else. It's not fair to you and it's not fair to them. So take your time. After the breakup, take your time. And also, when you're dating, this is just a a little observation with, with human behavior. When you're dating and somebody compliments you, think about how you respond when somebody compliments you. Do you gush over the compliment and say, oh, thank you. I love you. It's just the sweetest thing. Thank you so much for saying that to me. I feel so beautiful now. Oh, I feel like such a stud now. Oh, you know, do you just fawn over people complimenting you and get mushy? If you do, you send them the message that your boundaries are very porous, that you're easy prey, that you're easily manipulated. So don't do that. That You need to change that. Be a little more assertive and confident. Get a compliment. Chin up. Smile. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it. No more is needed. And that shows them, wow, this person's confident and beautiful and intelligent. Whoa. And... Ah, I have to show a little respect. If the other person gets a little handsy, a little touchy-feely, too fast, you need to say, hey, whoa, slow down. And if it's a person of integrity and respect, they will respect that. They will respect your boundaries. If they get mad and say, come on, we've been on six dates already. Why can't I kiss you? Then you know why they're there has nothing to do with you really it's about you assisting them with pleasing themselves or you're the substitution for their hand or their sex toy while they masturbate that's all they just want sex and it's meaningless so just a few little tips um i would love to hear your thoughts on getting healthy and good dating tips after a breakup thank you for all the love and support Thank you for tuning in, and I will talk to you next time. Make it a great day, and take care of yourselves. Stay safe.